1: hello oh
2: that was um, an excited one
1: well it's a new year isn't it
2: yes yes <laughs> even though we're recording before
1: yeah but nobody needs to know
2: i'm a bit always skeptical to i'm a bit superstitious with stuff when you say like happy new year just in case more if we didn't get to it anyway <laughs> go on
1: welcome to gaze <laughs> on film <laughs> This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I'm Ned. And I'm Dachlan. And in this episode, we'll be talking about what we're looking forward to this year in film and TV in our 2024 preview. No spoilers at all this time. It's pretty much all trailers and speculation, to be honest, um... Of course, because we've not seen any of these yet. Remember that this is just a selection and there are still lots and lots of films and shows we still don't know about um, or that we don't have time to talk about. So that's just what makes New Year so exciting.
2: Yeah, we've decided to do it a bit different because last year we went through month by month, which got a bit. I think I got a bit
1: sick of the sound of my own voice, to be honest. Um,
2: So and as podcasters, that's never good. No. So this year we've decided when it comes to films, we've picked five each yes. for what we're looking forward to. And let to. me
1: tell you, I found it quite a challenge to pick only five based on what we know is coming out. Yeah. And trailers what are already always out. What
2: excites me about a new year as well is like obviously all of the bigger films have been given release dates already or we know things are coming. Yeah. But I also love like how like when we went to Leeds Film Festival last year, we discovered films that we'd have never have watched on, or like this time last year, we didn't even really know were coming. Yeah. Or not much about the poor things, the holdovers, like all sorts of stuff. Um. There's just, and while this is it, it's like there, there's so much just reading what's coming and what knowing what knowing what's coming that I'm excited about. Mm. But I also get so excited about just what we don't know what's coming and what'll just totally take us by surprise and maybe become one of our favorite films of the past i don't know how long
1: well i know and i think what's exciting about 2024 as well is because of the events of the previous year of last year um a lot of stuff that we were expecting to have seen by now has been pushed back into next year so a few bits it's like a few it's like um Delayed Gratification from 2023. Yes. So lots to be looking forward to, I think.
2: Well, let's start with just talking queer representation and what we would like to see more of in 2024.
1: Yes. And I wasn't quite sure what you meant by this question, so I had a little think, but I think I've come up with some quite good things. Well,
2: in our review of the year, again, I kind of said, which is similar to 2022, that a lot of queer films, a lot of queer content gets... What's the word I used?
1: Uh, I don't know if you said demoted. Yeah,
2: I did, but I didn't quite mean that. Because no. it's quite difficult to say something on Netflix is a demotion these days because the amount well, exactly. of people that see it and TV Arguably, is very cinematic. It gets a,
1: a further reach. Oh, 100%. Being in home.
2: Yeah. Um, but I would just like to see some more queer storylines f- weaved into bigger franchise films. Yeah, I don't want any more Thor Love and Thunder where the rock Korg is is gay or at least says that he has a male whatever. I don't want, like, I'm using some temples here, but like Captain Marvel, we all know in the comics that Captain Marvel and Valkyrie. Yeah. But it's like, oh, we'll just pander to it a bit because we'll include Valkyrie for a little cameo, but we won't say anything more. Um, I'd just like to see... My, I, I love what's happening at TV regarding queer stories.
1: Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, I think we're going to get onto a couple of them by the looks of it. Um,
2: well, I've just written about All of Us Strangers, which we wanted to see but at Leeds Film Festival, but didn't get the chance. Is and that TV? That's film. That's film, yeah. yeah. I'm jumping a bit all over, but that is going to be a queer film which does very well and a lot of people talk about it, I can mm, guarantee. Okay. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um but yeah that that's what I would like to see. About I think other things.
1: Similar but not quite the same. I'd quite like to see more characters in whatever we're watching who are incidentally LGBTQ plus. Yes. So like it doesn't necessarily form, you know, the central plot it doesn't necessarily further the plot but they might kind of i don't know refer to the fact that they have a same-sex partner at home yeah while they're out on this spy mission some i don't know stuff like that just where um characters can still be relatable to our het friends and family mm-hmm. but our but our lgbtq plus you know what I mean? Yes. And I think those are the characters that I would suggest as most important are cast according to their um, sexual orientation or gender identity.
2: I would agree.
1: I would also, which I did mention in the uh, with, in the review of 2023, like to see more queer cinema that's set further back in time.
2: Yeah. We've seen a lot of
1: I've seen a lot of kind onwards. of late 20th century. Yeah. I want to see 1700s. I want to see 1800s. I want to see, you know, know what I mean? Like a bit more history. Yeah. Because I love historical And that drama. came off the back of us
2: watching Fellow Travellers, which starts in the yes. 50s, yes. in the height of McCarthyism yeah. and the Red Scare.
1: But um, stuff like... Even like we know it's common knowledge, like the ancient Greeks, the ancient Romans were having gay sex all of the time. There were feral shaggers, weren't there? They were all shagging (laughs) all the time. They were top shaggers. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, I can't think of a film about that's set in ancient Rome or ancient Greece that even mentions any form of... Queer sex, love, relationship—a little bit in some TV shows. Bits and bobs. But... Some of it's a bit camp. Some of it's a bit kind of double entendre. But I want to see some stories. Just you give know what I mean? More, I want to learn. More. Yeah. um Anything else you'd like to see? I've got two other points. No, no, you rat.
2: Okay, I'll
1: keep going. I'll keep going. I would like LGBTQ plus creators to be able to relax in the publics in the public arena um by that i mean kind of not us all always having to feel like something has to be a lesson or we have to have an agenda to kind mm-hmm. of to achieve something for the lgbtq plus community
2: that's a good point yeah. because i
1: want like normal because we are all normal yeah
2: i always remember something like when oh what was that film like that, that gay film that won the oscar Moonlight. Yeah. It's like not every bit of queer content needs to be the like Yeah, yeah. And hyper. it doesn't
1: need to have an agenda, it yeah. just is a story yeah. about a gay person. I always
2: hear a lot of that about black actors as well. Yeah it's like some of them now will say I'm not doing that film if I'm gonna be a slave or yeah. I'm gonna be this or it's yeah. like like yes, there are important stories to tell, yeah, but maybe people wouldn't feel so like, oh, do we have to do like in the gay world, oh do I have to do another thing about the AIDS crisis? Yes, I understand it's important, but exactly. can't I just be a joyful there's lots of stories gay to man tell. that is just living his best life and
1: But even kind of out of the the screen and out of the studio I just think there's there is plenty of room for us all to just kind of be. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, even in amongst everything that we definitely need for, like, progress on rights, equality, um, social attitudes, all of those things definitely still need to change. But I just want to, like, people just need to... They, everyone deserves that kind of space to just relax around it. And yeah. Just be yourself out in the world, having a good time. Yes. And that's what I want to see. Because I think a lot of people stress themselves out um, and carry the weight of the world on their shoulders, myself included. Yes. And finally, what I want to see from TV and film is more awards categories that are inclusive of non-binary gender identities. We know it can be done because in 2023, the Soul Train Awards... um not the Grammys? Which is the music Award. Some of the big
2: music awards have done yeah. it. Haven't the Brits done it as well?
1: Well, the Soul Train Awards renamed the Lady of Soul Award category so that they could honour janelle monet for their contribution to music so why can't we have some more of those going on in film music's doing it or starting to do it so
2: film and film Academy us come over a bit quite conservative like yeah the academy is quite
1: i know it's been like that since yeah. the you know golden it's like, era how don't, of a, the hollywood genre
2: films it's all no. like biopics or... Exactly. ...art house films, which are amazing at points and great, but it's like, can't we... I think uh, some people are really saying for the Oscars they'd love to see, like, the best stunt category. Yeah. Because then we'd start seeing some of these kind of more action blockbusters included and all that kind of stuff. Stunts
1: and combat... Yeah. ...really important skills that a lot of films wouldn't be
2: without. What I can't be fucked with already, though, is if the Oscars came out and said we're not having gendered awards, I just can't...
1: Can't. I don't mean don't have gendered awards, but more awards need categories that are inclusive of, non, of non-binary gender identities.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why they can't just have best actor. Yeah. Best performance, because does somebody's gender really make... Like, it's not necessarily a distinguishing factor what the performance is like. No. Depending on the gender.
1: you there does pose the risk, I think. That more men get it. That more men would get it. I know, just, yeah. Just purely down to Life. patriarchal bias.
2: Yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: That, you know, most people aren't even conscious of when it's happening. Yeah. Likely ourselves included. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... I don't think that's necessarily what I'm asking for, but I just I just want to see kind of more. Just keep the discussion going. Just, yeah, yeah, keep the conversation open. Try ideas. If they don't work, try something else. Don't be shy to not take a risk. To take a risk. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. Cool. In terms of LGBT representation
2: well before we get to films then me as the resident tv buff of gaze on film just wanted to talk about some shows that are coming that i've got my eye on i've got quite an extensive list so i am going to rail through them quite quickly okay i'm going to start with a reality tv show which is a bit of a curveball but i can't wait for traitors to be back
1: oh my god traitors the first time round was so calm so fun. I really so want fun. to see
2: if it's sophomore season can, like, recapture that.
1: What does sophomore mean? Second. Is it? I think so. Didn't know
2: that. Like, I want to see that it can recapture the magic that the first season did.
1: Yeah. Is it going to be Claudia Winkleman? Yes. Again, fantastic.
2: And it's out on the 3rd of Jan, and apparently you can watch for four weeks. There's going to be an episode on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, but for the first week only, you can binge the first three episodes on iPlayer. Oh, so yeah. Um, it's just in BBC does. Did the they work do in a traitors US? Yes, but and that was celebrities. People. Well, I think it was a mixture of the two,
1: and it was Alan Cumming. Yeah, was the thing. So our US listeners might be familiar with that one. But if any of you can get access to the UK version and watch Claudia Winkleman hosting this. Honestly, you'll not be disappointed. It was so much fun. I'm very excited for the second one.
2: Okay, same. I'm going to quickly run through returning franchises and shows that are on my radar. The Boys Season 4, Interview with the Vampire Season 2. Um, We have House of the Dragons Season 2, which I am so, so, so excited for. Like, I love anything Game of Thrones. And when they get it right, which they did, in my opinion with season one. And apparently the way it goes is even more batshit with this whole Targaryen dynasty. Is it all set um,
1: before yeah. Game threatens, yeah. Yeah.
2: So that's out. I think that's coming out in summer. We mentioned in our pre- uh, review of 2023 how we're looking forward to seeing Shuti Gatwa fully get into his Doctor Who-ness. Yes. Um, so I'm we've got that as well. That. Um, the Penguin, which is a DC show set during the time of well it's like the Matt Reeves reverse Batman so Colin Farrell is back as the Penguin okay. and it's giving like from what we've seen so far like God Godfather kind of what they're called what? mafia kind of underground mafia vibes cool. um, so there's that um, Marvel will have a few shows but one that is coming later in the year, and in this might be retitled, is Agatha, Coven of Chaos, Um, I'm assuming that might come out towards Halloween, Um, I would say out of all the shows that they're doing, I'm most excited for that one, going to Star Wars now, The Acolyte, the reason I picked this one, is it's a show set, well before Phantom Menace, when there's like loads of Jedi around, and I always want to see like, show or i've always either wanted to show or a a film in star wars that is like set way back before the the... where
1: jedis aren't like a rarity yeah there's
2: just loads of them and it's really cool and i hope there's loads of lightsaber fights so that's like a lot of the franchises that are coming back um and then i just saw a bit of a list about some of the others so expats the reason i picked this one is it's created by the farewells Lulu Wang um and the farewell film is a film that I thought about for so long after it and it was Aquafina in a really serious role um, and it was just a totally beautiful film and I would love you to watch it at some point because you would adore it okay um, but it's it, it had a bit of controversy because. Um, it was filmed in Hong Kong during COVID. It stars Nicole Kidman and she was kind of given an exemption from quarantine. So it has all that. But ignoring all that kind of stuff, Lulu Wang doing a TV show, a long form story, is something I am very excited for. Apparently, Excellent. it's out at the end of Jan. Um, so not that far away. Um, let me keep talking, let me keep talking. You'd say what the next one is on the list and I'll tell you about it.
1: Um, What's Mary and George?
2: Oh, that's a gay one. Who oh, is it? So it stars... We've seen a trailer of it, I think. Um, it's got Julianne Muir and the guy who played the prince in... Red, white, and royal blue. Yeah. So she stars as Mary Villiers, the Countess of Buckingham, who has moulded her son to seduce James the First in an Ooh. attempt to gain unknowable power. Mary and George is based on a true love story. Um but if the trailer, which this article is talking about, with music by the Stooges and Moo lavishly slurring the word cockstruck is any indication, this will be anything but dry from? I've I've on The Guardian's website about TV coming. But there is a trailer, and the trailer looks right up our street. Um, Looks horny, looks gay. Historical, all that kind of stuff. Sign me up. Yeah, so that's going to be Sky Atlantic slash now. Not sure when it is airing. Mm. Ask me another one.
1: Palm Royale.
2: So this is my, I think, my... Apple TV darling of a my favourite streaming service. So it stars Kristen Wiig Mm -hmm. and Laura Dern. So sold straight away. Star in this fun piece of high camp about high society ladies who lunch in Palm Beach in 1969. Drenched in sunshine, it's a wild ride as Maxine, played by Wiig, desperately tries to infiltrate an elite members club. All that kind of stuff. Cool. It's also got... Alison Janney and Carol Burnett in it. And Ricky Martin stars as an evil waiter.
1: Well, like, I am sold.
2: Side me up. High camp, love it. Right. On Apple TV in the spring. Make
1: sure I watch that this year.
2: I cannot guarantee to get you to watch any TV show. No, but,
1: but remind me of what I would literally about. say
2: to you, Ned, we're going to pick a show that we watch together every quarter.
1: Yeah, and then half of them, I'm like, "Do you fancy watching this tonight?" And you're like, nah, I'm not." No, tonight.
2: don't, don't, li- don't. Either cur- lift the curtain too much, but I just think it's realistic. That, and I'd love you to watch House of Dragon season one and The Last of Us season one.
1: Okay, well, those last two are less likely to happen. But from this list that I'm looking at in front of me, I'm definitely going to watch Doctor Who. I really. I'm sold on the the idea of Palm Royale hmm. and Mary and George. So if those are the only three TV shows I watch this year, please make sure it happens for me. Fab. Next one, Three Body Problem.
2: Uh, okay, I have to just remind myself. So this is apparently being said as it's Netflix's goal at having a Game of Thrones style domination. It's based okay. on a sprawling sci-fi series called Remembrance of Earth's Past, which has been endorsed by the likes of George R.R. R. Martin and Barack Obama. Set in the future, present and past, where Earth encounters aliens, the show's been brought to fruition by the team behind Game of Thrones, and it's like Netflix's next big thing
1: Where you they read want. that? Huh? Where did you read that one?
2: All on the Guardian's All on website. The Guardian. But I'm pulling from my own... Yeah. knowledge as well again. Well, i just don't want
1: us to get like accused of plagiarism
2: no i'm just pulling from <laughs> pulled from different sources <laughs> but yeah so that's meant to be on netflix in the spring as well
1: cool uh masters of the air
2: so this one are uh, the is a it looks a bit band of brothers kind of thing you know band of brothers no. It's, an, it's a war drama, basically. Right. Well, it's got Austin Butler as the title character. It's got Barry Keoghan in as well. Who's um, the
1: title character?
2: Major Gail Cleveland. Okay. But, so it's set... So it follows a book of the same... Well, not quite the same name... And it follows the actions of the 100th Bomb Group of the United States Army Air Force during World War II, a unit nicknamed the bloody 100th due to the heavy losses it incurred during combat missions. It looks um, incredibly, like, high-budget, kind of, just looks really good. Mm. Um, and there has been a trailer out from this, and it, and it does look great. And I think it's out quite soon at the end of January.
1: Lovely, um,
2: but yeah, I when a war film or TV show is done very well, I am one hundred percent on board.
1: Cool. Uh, did you already do *Shogun*?
2: Oh, I haven't. But actually, this is up there with something that is high on my list of anticipation. So it's very it kind of samurai an English sailor who ends up a shipwrecked in Japan, clashing of cultures. It looks like, it looks very much like The Last Samurai, but I love all that kind of Japanese mm, history. Um, yeah. And all that kind of thing. And I love the, if it's done well, like the choreography of the, the fights and all that kind yeah. of thing. Um, that is going to Hulu in America at the end of February, which normally means it comes to us via Disney+. Plus.
1: Great um Tattooist of Auschwitz.
2: Well, people will probably recognize the name because it was an it's absolutely book, like massively best-selling book that everybody seemed to have sold 3 million copies. Um and this is finally the television adaptation of it. I don't know any more any more than that other than a lot of people will recognize it and will yeah. have read the book. Yeah. Um it's coming to Sky Atlantic, which normally only means it has Decent like caliber t- about it because they tend to do good shows, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's something that I will like to check out because I know that I'm probably never now going to read the book, but I'd like to see what the story is about.
1: We've got the book, I know if you we do, do, if you are inclined to read it, yes.
2: But my reading list is ever growing, too long, yes.
1: Uh, breathtaking.
2: Oh, so this <laughs> oh. is. So we've had, we haven't had that many COVID dramas yet.
1: Oh, is this a COVID drama? Yeah, so we had that one I
2: didn't like where with the Boris Johnson impersonation. Who was doing it?
1: Uh, not Kenneth Branagh. Yes, it was. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. We had that great one with the Liverpudlian actress. Held. Jodie Comer. Jodie Comer. That was phenomenal. Oh, um
1: that was harrowing. It
2: was, yeah. Um, but this one is written by and it's a new series from jed mercurio who does the likes of line of duty and he writes a lot of some of the best known british dramas in the last however many years um it's it's based on a memoir um and it's basically about struggling healthcare workers during the terrifying early days so it's a it's a period of time we've seen but i think it's if it's done well I expect that we will see more COVID-type dramas and I think it will be an important one for people to see in a cinematic recreation type Great. way. Yeah. ITV that's going to be, but we don't know when.
1: Um, How about The Regime? Oh, this is another one that's very high up
2: my list. The trailer is already out, and I have shared this on our story. It's like a political satire, and it's written by some of the people who were behind Succession. It's about a crumbling, not-named, central European authoritarian regime. Okay. And it has Kate Winslet in and Hugh Grant. And Kate Winslet is this kind of dictator. Um and people are already saying that role it's for like, Kate honestly, take. the trailer is so good. I'm obsessed with it already. Okay. Like, people are already saying it's like potential best show of 2024, kind of thing. It's on Sky Atlantic, it's coming from HBO in America. It is going to be one that people will want to watch.
1: Smashing. And finally, The Sympathizer.
2: So, this is one I have heard a little bit about um, a while ago because it, it stars. Robert Downey Jr. um and it's kind of in his post Oppenheimer success um since he like he said goodbye to the character of um Iron Man hmm. it's based on a pl- and I can never say this word Pulitzer winning novel Pulitzer? Pulitzer Pulitzer yeah um about a Vietnamese spy sent to America um so yeah again Kraken. another HBO show that's gonna do very well there's so much telly yeah. There's so so much telly um but and you'll watch it all I w- well i'll try my best yeah but that was just that was just a snapshot of things to come and again with telly my list of tv this year some of them i didn't even know were coming out this year and they've made it onto my top moments of 2023 mm. so That's a bit of a look at at TV. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a little quick ad break um, and then we'll be back with you to
1: discuss our 2024 movies that we most anticipate. But only five of them? Only five, yeah. Each. Each. See you in a sec.
2: Bye.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot,
1: what shall we talk about first should we do what we did in our uh,
2: 2023 where we did one each we did that for our biggest disappointments though but hopefully none of these will make the list next year <laughs> yeah um okay i would like you to go up first because the first one on your list i've never even heard of
1: <gasps> well i only came across it by accident because so i was looking for a different trailer and this one was in the li- in the like sidebar on youtube and i thought oh i'll watch that trailer And it looks really good. So, He Went That Way um, is, um, it's a film based on true events about a serial killer and what I can only assume is an accidental accomplice. So, um, Jacob Elordi's character hitchhikes, or like flags um, Zachary Quinto driving along down and then adventure ensues uh much to the distaste i think of zachary quinto um it looks like it's gonna have a little bit of maybe homoerotic flirtation in there so um that might be quite fun um and i think it's going to be quite an exciting one to look out for Uh, it's getting a limited release in cinemas on january the fifth in this country yeah uh, I checked the, the dates and I think it's all of these dates that I'm going to say are UK. Okay. Um, but then it's on streaming really soon after on the 14th. So we'll be able to watch that really, really soon. Um, I think it'll be quite like um, gunfiery. It looks like it's got a nice kind of filter on the camera, like oh. a little bit sort of peach tones with nice looking outfits and cars and motels, stuff like that. When did you say it was set? Uh, Or when does it look like it's set? Looks to be kind of 70s, 80s, okay, maybe 90s at a push. Not really sure. It's definitely late 20th century is what I would guess. Amazing. Yeah. So how about you?
2: Well, I'm starting with a film that we should have already seen, which was a um, victim of the... Sag after strike. Yes, but of course it is Denis Villeneuve's June, part two. Ah, uh, yes. Obviously, June part one was higher power list of favourite films that we saw in that year, and just expanding the world, and you know revisiting. Obviously, Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya as will have a much bigger role, but also bringing in kind of. Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, Leah Sadeu um oh God, what's the other guy called who's in the trailer? It's Christopher Walken, who plays the, the mm-hmm. Emperor. Like I just find from reading as much as of the book I have already, the fact that they've been able to successfully adapt this so far because it's such a dense book with yeah. so much stuff going on. Yeah. I just cannot wait to be back in this world. And I really, really hope it does well, because Villeneuve has said he would like to do part three, which would be an adaptation of the second book. Mm-hmm. But apparently those two first two books are like you could you could leave the story after. Yeah. There's loads more books, but we're not gonna see more. Okay. Um, but he'd like yeah, June Messiah, he would like to do that and to cap off his trilogy and I am just phenomenally just could not be more excited i want to see it on the biggest screen possible um oh it'll definitely be imax won't it i want hans Zimmer score to blow me away again um and yeah the trailers look amazing that we've seen so far um we actually saw the trailer on the big the newest trailer on the big screen yesterday mm-hmm. and i was like oh, yeah take my money take oh. my money Excellent. Um, Just can't, cannot wait for that.
1: Smashing. Oh, I will say as well, um, all of these that we're running through now, I'm going to put link to the trailers in the show notes. Um, Unfortunately, we don't have lots of sparkles in this episode because (laughs) it would be nothing but sparkles. But yes, you can watch the trailers. Some of them are only teasers at this point, but uh, hopefully they shall uh, pique your interest. Um, Shall I go for my next one? Go for it. So, my next one is Mean Girls. I cannot believe that this is on your list after the first trailer. Why? Because that trailer is awful. You put it on my list.
2: I just kind of started putting some ideas for you. Anyway. Yeah. uh,
1: I decided it could stay on my list because it's um, out very soon. It's on January the 12th. It is... A new cast, um, apart from Tina Fey, returns. And I think she's had quite um, quite a hand in kind of the production side of it as well. Um, it is a movie of the musical of the movie. A movie of
2: the musical of the movie. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, and I think it's probably going to be kind of um, Mean Girls, but... In the 2020s rather than in the noughties, pretty much. Um, yeah, I'm with not music. Holding
2: out hope for it, but we shall see.
1: No, I just, I think it'll be a fun couple of hours. Yeah. I'm not expecting kind of genre-defining content <laughs> here. Uh, but hopefully it gives us some kind of good one-liners um, and a few laughs along the way. Great. Yeah. Uh-huh. How about you?
2: My next one is Mickey 17. Now, all I know about this is it is directed by Bong Joon-ho, who won the Oscar for Parasite, and I have revisited some of his films since Parasite and I just think he's a phenomenal, phenomenal filmmaker and I could not wait as soon as Parasite was done to see what he did next and this is his follow-up, um, it's based on a science fiction novel um, follows the, uh, a, the titular character Mickey 17 who's an expendable who is a disposable employee on a human expedition sent to colonise the ice world of Nilfheim after one iteration dies, a new body is regenerated and most of his memories intact. So it's very science fictiony. Um, it'll probably have some sort of commentary on.
1: Is it South Korean or is it? I don't. I think not... he might
2: have gone be directing a west, like a western, like a Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. Um, especially with the cast. I don't know what trailer you've linked to this because there's no trailer out. Uh, yet. It's
1: literally just like 33 seconds of. Oh, it is, it's Robert Pattinson's yeah, face. Yeah, all we've seen is
2: that kind yeah. of first picture, slight like, moving picture of Robert Pattinson, but it's yeah, got Robert it. Pattinson, Stephen Young, Naomi, Naomi Aki, Tony Collette, and Mark Ruffalo. Um, I was hoping to see something of this soon because it is out at the end of March, um, so I would expect a trailer pretty soon in the new year, um, but I just... Literally, just cannot wait to see what Bong Joon-ho does next. Great. So that is high on my list.
1: Exciting. When's it out? Did you say? I did.
2: End of March. I wasn't listening. I think. Well, that's cool. the US release. Right. So yeah. I'm sure it'll be around the same time. Yeah.
1: Um, my next one is another late March release for the US, UK date yet to be confirmed. Arthur the King. What is this one as well? So I watched the trailer. It looks really cute, actually. Um, Mark Wahlberg is yeah. the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, by the looks of it, like a competitor in like adventure races. Right. So I'm talking kind of crossing a country through all sorts of terrain on many different forms of transport: bikes, running, kayaks, zip lines, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm looks like this world championship race is in the Dominican Republic and they've got to get across the country um and for whatever reason there is a dog who Mark Wahlberg feeds some meatballs in the like early scene and somehow this dog is popping up right along the race route um and I'm just fascinated to see where it'll go I think it's going to be really really cute like I love a kind of Man and his best friend dog type partnership in a film. I think it's going to be an emotional roller coaster and it's based on real events. So um, it could be quite heartwarming. Um, well, I've just
2: Googled it and yeah. one thing I am liking it in the cast it says, it says Bear Grylls as himself. As himself, yeah. yes. <laughs> so very excited. But it's stuff. also got Simu, Liu, uh, Nathaniel, yep. Nath- Nathalie, Emmanuel. Who people will recognise from Game of Thrones and the Fast right. franchise. So there are some names in there. Looks quite sweet. The yeah. sweet premise. Heartwarming. Yeah. Just not that big of a fan of Mark Wahlberg all the time. But.
1: We well, move. I mean, do you see Mark, w- what, Mark Wahlberg all the time? Like
2: <laughs> No, I just, some of his films, I just think, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, everyone's allowed a
1: hit and a miss. A what? A hit and a miss. I thought you said a hypnotist. I was like, well, are they? I mean, if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Go on then. What's your fourth one? So we third did this one? in third one. We did this in trailer trash
2: or treasure recently, um, and it's Furiosa and Mad Max Saga. Yeah, saw this trailer again this week on the big screen, and I am totally obsessed with it. I think it looks so good. Okay, and I think if you watch Mad Max Fury Road, you would be very excited for this film.
1: I think I'm gonna yeah make an effort to watch both of them. Actually, the Mad Max.
2: Yeah. So this follows um, a young Furiosa played by anya taylor joy it's got chris hemsworth in who is almost unrecognizable but what i'm liking is it's george miller again who did mad max fury road and he seems to have captured that really over the top color palette and sent the action is like it doesn't look real but that's the point it's kind of a fantas fantastical kind of look to it all yeah. and i love the color palette think it looks really good and the score sounds amazing already. Yeah. Um, and I just think it'll be out in like the beginning of summer blockbuster season and I just can't
1: wait for it. Great. Yeah. Um, so early summer for that one, is it? Yes. End of May. End of May. Yeah. Lovely. Um, my next one we also did in Trailer Trash or Treasure recently civil war we did i'm really interested by it um Mm. so it's out on april 26th in the uk in imax so i think that'll be entertaining um set in the near future after a civil war is ignited in the us um kirsten dunst jesse Plemons, um a handful of other familiar faces play um a group of journalists trying to kind of cover the events for the civil war basically sounds mm-hmm. like it's going to be really high stakes very dangerous nick offerman plays the president of the u.s um and in the trailer i'm quite convinced by that performance i think so um yeah look forward to that one in late april great any more from you Should on be. that one or no, you mean my next on film your ne- on your next one
2: Uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes Um, I am a massive fan of this franchise I loved previously the Matt Reeves trilogy and I was sold on the trailer for this it's set 300 years after the events of the previous film it's hopefully going to be the kickoff of a new trilogy Um, and I just think it looks so cool. I just love these. Films. I can't. Aye. I don't know why. I just think it's a franchise that people don't. When you when people name franchises, it's not necessarily top of the list. But when people do mention it, especially the last trilogy, you are like. Actually, that was really good.
1: I've only seen the nineteen seventies ones.
2: They were on your franchise rewatch list, right? yeah, which you might have to circle back to before. I've this got. One.
1: I think they remade. The first one, like, standalone. Yeah. Have you seen the Tim Burton one in your rewatch yet? That's the re- that's the one I yeah. need to watch next if I want to stick in um, chronological order. But I have a feeling... In that... release order, even. Um, and then I've never seen any of the newer ones. I have a feeling that Matt Reeves'
2: trilogy was, like, right at the start of how this Planet of the Apes came about. Yeah. And I think the films that you're watching right now is, like, in the way in the future... When the apes do run the world. Yeah. And I feel like this trilogy might be kind of between those Somewhere two. In the um cool. Not necessarily that this will lead into the original. Yeah. But I think if we're on that kind of timeline, um, it'll be interesting to see it without Andy Serkis um anymore as Caesar. Um, it will feel quite different, but it looks quite similar in the way it's shot. I've got a little bit of a bit of a worry about the director um, just because he did the Maze Runner films, which weren't very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wes Ball. Um, but we can see what happens.
1: Yep, no, fair enough.
2: And everything I've read and everything I've seen sounds positive, so...
1: hmm Yeah. Cool. When's it out?
2: That's May as well, I think. End of May as well. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, for my fifth and final, I am jumping right to the end of the year. Christmas Day, 2024, we oh. are seeing Nosferatu.
2: Uh, we won't get it on Christmas Day, but it will oh, be around we then. Oh, okay. Films. So in the US, Christmas Day is one of the busiest days at the cinema. Is it? Yeah. Because a lot of America don't necessarily celebrate Christmas Day.
1: Ah, yeah, but they won't have anything else to do because everyone's off.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's literally one of the busiest, busiest day, if not the busiest day at cinemas in that the US. That is so interesting. Whereas our cinemas aren't um, even open. No. So I'm not even sure if we will get it.
1: Oh, well, that's a shame. No, no I, I think I'd...
2: it might be a box of day film in this country, maybe.
1: I thought I had confirmed on the internet that that was the UK release date, but apologies to any listeners who get their hopes I do the think Christmas it'll be day 2024, but yeah. it
2: will be late, late 2024.
1: Anyway, <laughs> it is Robert Eggers making it. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be... S- the the trailer looks kind of silly but fun and a bit kind of dark and scary. Um, set in a high school that wants to kind of put on a production of Nosferatu. Um, the teacher's giving kind of creepy vibes. There's a couple of... Teens in there also giving creepy vibes, and I think it's going to be fun, bloody, bit camp, bit silly, maybe even a bit scary. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that at the end of the year.
2: I am also very much looking forward to Nosferatu, yes. especially Robert Eggers' yes. Nosferatu. Yes, yes, yeah.
1: yes. Uh, also, it gives me a fun excuse to watch the original finally. Yeah. That is old. Mm, really yeah. old. Do you want to give us your fifth and
2: final? My fifth and final one that I'm looking forward to is Gladiator 2. Um If Ridley Scott can recapture the feeling of the original Gladiator, we are in for a treat. I do think so far in this decade, his films have been slightly mixed. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed The Last Duel. House of Gucci was fine, wasn't that big of a fan of Napoleon, found it a bit of a disappointment overall. Um, But we've got Paul Mascal playing the lead character in this one, um, who is kind of now approaching these bigger blockbuster Hollywood household name, which is really nice to see. Um, And, yeah, I'm just buzzing to see it to be honest I just we've not seen anything from it no teaser no pictures no nothing yet Um, but I'm still very much on board with a good story I love that kind of historical epic films Um, and when they're really good I think they're really really good smashing so that's our that's our Top five
1: each. I mean, yeah, and it was difficult to even I just narrow kind of it down because like, there's, there's so many all, I'm all looking sorts going out. To. I mean, we've got like Argyle coming out well, soon hang on, with Henry hang Cavill and do. I was going to just race
2: through some names. I feel like I'm going to do like a, you know, like when we go to Cineworld and it says, with your unlimited card, you can watch all these films. Yeah. I'm just going to list a few off. Right, okay. All right. Yeah. Just to name a few. So we did five each, but as Ned's just said, we've got Argyle, we've got Lisa Frankenstein, we've got Madame Web, we have Kung Fu Panda 4, um, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, The First Omen, Godzilla vs. King, The New Empire, Challengers, the Luca Guadagnino one, that was another one that got yeah. delayed, um, The Fall Guy, that silly one with Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt, If... The Garfield movie, Ballerina, which is in the same one as... John Wick. John Wick, and written by no other than Emerald Fennell. Um, Inside Out 2, The Bike Riders, A Quiet Place, Day 1, Despicable Me 4, Twisters, Deadpool 3, Alien Romulus, Craven the Hunter, Beetlejuice 2, Saw 11, Joker, Foil de... I never know how to say Folly, that. Folly Folly ah, Duh Yeah, that what Joker Two. Smile Two. Uh Venom Let There Be Carnage sequel. Uh Glad uh oh, Wicked Part One. Um an animated Lord of the Rings film called Lord of the Rings The War of the Rohirrim. An untitled The Karate Kid film Mufasa The Lion King and
1: Sonic the Hedgehog Three. To name But, but a, a few I mean, yeah. yeah. So Obviously, plenty to look forward to this year. I have a question for you, though, King. Okay. If you had to pick one that you're most looking forward to this year, probably out of the ten we've discussed, is it the same as the one I think I am most looking forward to?
2: Do you want to go first, then, maybe? So I could maybe say a different one.
1: Do you want to three, two, one, and see if it is the same? Yeah. 3, 2... One, June June part two. two. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) I knew it. It just is, isn't it? The first one was so, so good. And set the world up so intricately and amazingly. And the music. Oh, I just love it. I can't wait for another installment. Really excited.
2: That was definitely going to be mine. Yeah. If you could pick another one.
1: I don't want to. That That is mine.
2: Oh, right. Okay. That's fine.
1: Why? Just wondering,
2: because that was out of my list.
1: Well, I chose my five knowing what your five were, and I (laughs) don't want to be repeating all of that. Okay, that's fine. But we do have to pick one, and I'm glad it's the same.
2: But here's to another wonderful year of film and TV. Absolutely. Although I have seen that apparently all the billionaires are building doomsday bunkers. So we might not even get to see any of them oh but...
1: fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> let's just see what happens there eh? great well that's all for this time uh normal service will resume next week if you have enjoyed this episode of gaze on film please subscribe rate and comment on your podcast platform of choice um don't forget to follow us on instagram we are at gaze on film pod and you can check out our letterbox accounts links to those are in the show notes we would love to hear your thoughts, so please do feel free to drop us a message. Yeah,
2: let us know what you're. Yeah, what you're most looking forward to. If any 24. trailers
1: come out that you know tickle your fancy and you want us to do them on Trailer Trash or Treasure, send them our way. We're open. <laughs> um, I've been Ned, and I've been Declan, and this has been Gaze on Film. I don't know why I tripped over me words then. <laughs> Thanks for listening and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye.